Welcome to Sorry, We're Booked, a podcast where two friends talk about books they love, books they hate, and everything in between. My name is Samantha. And my name is Dylan. We thought a good way for us to start the episode would be to talk about ourselves a little bit. I have some questions that are kind of rapid fire. Samantha has no idea what they are, so this should be interesting. Um, I thought it'd be nice for us to talk about ourselves in a non-bookish way first. We're going to do that, and then we'll talk about what we're going to talk about in this episode. Let's do this. I hope you're ready, because they're coming. I am ready. I'm always ready. So we're just going to do one at a time. You'll say your answer. I'll say mine. Okay. We'll go back and forth. We're going to make this rapid fire. I forgot what the questions are, because I made them like a week ago. So they're just as much rapid fire as they are for you. So question number one, this one's pretty easy. What are your pronouns? She, her. Mine are he, him. That was easy. There we go. Where are you from? I am from South Carolina, like close to Georgia, you know, Southern girl over here, but I'm not super Southern because I hate sweet tea. Oh my gosh. You hate sweet tea. I hate sweet tea. Oh my, I don't know if we can do this anymore. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are you a, are you a, <laughs> please go be my friend. <laughs> are you an unsweet tea person? I just don't like tea period. Okay. Like I'll drink green tea. I'm just like black tea. Ew, gross. Get it away. At least you're not an unsweet tea person. Like. Um, how do you make your coffee? That's not a question, but like, do you drink like, like black coffee or do you like, Oh no. Okay. No. Because like, cannot do black coffee. It's too bitter for me. I love coffee, but like, I need some sweetness in there. Cause I feel like people who do like the unsweet tea also do the black coffee. And like, I'm sorry to any listeners. I'm dragging you. You'll learn. Like I, I am the dragger, but like people who drink black coffee and unsweet tea, you are, I don't you can't be human, like, especially for unsweet tea, because at least coffee gives you energy, right? But for right. unsweet tea, like, what's what's the goal? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Because it doesn't taste good, right? I completely agree. It doesn't give you energy. So, like, what, what are you doing this for? At least sweet tea, it tastes good. Anyway, I'm sorry. I went on big ramble. Tangent. <laughs> Tangent. This will All happen. Right. This will happen. Yes. I just had to get that out there. Okay. Question number three. That was not very rapid fire. How old are you? I am. I have to think about this. I am 32. I will about, I will be 33, um, January 17th. Oh my gosh. It's so close. Oh my, you're, I know. We're almost there. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm 22. So we have a little bit of an I got gap. some years on you, baby. I got some years on you. Have you always been a reader? This is kind of a, I have two bookish questions, but. Yes, I have always been a reader. Um, some of my earliest memories are with my mom reading. I did stop reading like probably in high school. And then the series that brought me back to reading is oh Twilight. <laughs> in college, oh in college, like the beginning of college. Yes. So, which is wildly different. That is not an indication of the type of books that I read now. Uh, that was what brought me back into reading. I don't read things of that nature anymore. Not knocking anyone that does. Right. Yeah. That's completely different from what you read for sure. Which I mean, yes. you know, growth happens. Not saying that that was a bad <laughs> thing. That's something you should grow from, but you're, yes. it's a, you're, you've evolved. I guess that's a better word. You, your reading taste has just yes. involved a lot. Um, for me, I always have been a reader, which is weird because nobody in my family is. My grandma is, but she reads the like high fantasy, high sci-fi, like mass market paperbacks, like 
stuff like that, which that is not my thing, which you guys will learn very, very soon. I'm just not a huge fantasy reader. So I just have never really had anyone in my family that's been a reader, but I have been from the earliest I can re remember. And I read pretty consistently all through school. So I've always been a reader, always will be, hopefully. We'll see. Yes. Hopefully it doesn't go away. Do you have any pets? Yes. I have two cats. I have one cat. I want more. But as of now, I have one cat. Her name is Bay, which her name is spelled B-A-Y. I want to make that very clear. It's not like B-A-E, not that kind of okay. Bay. My mom named her like 11 years ago before Bay was like a whole mm. thing. So I've just been stuck with this name since and it's too late to change it. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, Quick, no. Let's do it. Oh, God. I forgot every movie I've ever watched in my entire life right now. <laughs> I cannot think of a single film that, that, you know, what's coming to my head. Nightmare Before Christmas is coming to my head because I was talking with another friend of mine today about that movie. And I've seen that movie 8 million times, probably. So Nightmare on Christmas is your favorite movie of all time is what you're saying. Maybe. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Wow, that is. We're just gonna go with that. We're just gonna, it, okay. we're gonna end up talking about films at some point during this podcast. So, you know, we're. Right. we're I'm sure we'll revise it. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll revise it. But for right now, that's what we're gonna go with. So, what about you? What? Can I tell you a secret? Do you I, hate it? Don't I you? Hate the nightmare. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> it's. I have and, to say, I mean, it is absolutely for me like that is absolutely a nostalgia thing you know what i mean like because yeah absolutely. i remember when that movie came out i was like very young when it came out mm -hmm. um and i remember my mom not letting me watch it um but when i finally did watch it like one of my best friends and i um we watched that religiously like every weekend sometimes multiple times because you know that's like we were emo kids you know what i mean right that yes was like it was absolutely our aesthetic so it it holds a lot of nostalgia for me so i think that that's why it's one of the first things that it. came to my mind i i fully understand why you would hate it <laughs> um i real quick i actually grew up in like kind of a religious family and I wasn't allowed to watch stuff like that, like like you. And so mm -hmm. I didn't watch The Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time until about like last year, maybe. So seeing it as an that's why you yeah, hate seeing it. it as an adult, unfortunately, I think kind of taints your your view on it. So, but I can appreciate it. It's a very yeah. aesthetically pleasing movie. So I understand. I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite movie of all time. It's probably Scream, which nobody is surprised about. Nope, not even a little bit. You know, I have a Scream tattoo. Like, I have a Scream poster. I'm actually wearing a Scream t-shirt right now. Love that for so, you. So, it's just it's always been my favorite movie. I saw the fourth one first, actually. So, that's probably the most nostalgic one. I watched it on my mom's pay-per-view. Remember pay-per-view? Yes, absolutely. I watched it when she, like, rented it when she was asleep. Because I wasn't allowed to watch it. And then I was like, I love this. So then I went back to watch the other ones. So the Scream series is very close to my heart. I will be talking about the reboot when it comes out next month. Just wait for that. Yes. What's your favorite beverage? Can be alcohol, can be non-alcoholic. Um, iced coffee is more in my veins than actual blood. Like I I enjoy iced coffee. Um, I drink cherry coke is probably my favorite soft drink. And my favorite alcoholic beverage is probably, I don't even know what you would call it because I get pineapple juice, like mango juice, and okay. 
Malibu. My favorite. Do you guys have Big Red down there? Do you know what Big Red is? Not a clue. Okay, so it's like a red cream soda. It's, Ew. Uh, <laughs> I love it, though. It's my favorite thing. It's also nostalgic, but I love it. I love um, sweet tea. I love Diet Coke. I love iced coffee. I'm actually drinking a Fanta berry right now, and it tastes like asshole. It is not good. Um, fun I'm fact. So I'm so sorry. I'm actually allergic to citrus. So I cannot have your alcoholic drink. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it won't kill me. I'll just make my throat hurt for a few days. I can't, just can't have like orange, pineapple, mango, like super citrusy and things like that. But like strawberry stuff like that I can have. So mm-hmm. and my favorites alcoholic drink is like vodka cranberry. I'm just like a basic bitch. Listen, I love a good vodka cranberry. I'm not even like no judgment there. I very much enjoy a vodka cranberry. Do you have any tattoos? I have two tattoos. I have uh, one on my ankle, which is a dragonfly and it is a symbol for the band Coheed and Cambria. Have you ever heard of that band? I have not, unfortunately. Okay. they. I wouldn't say that they're my favorite band at this point in time. Um, they've been around for a million years. Mm -hmm. Like I say a million years, I'm like aging myself right now. Um, (laughs) uh, and then I have one on my wrist, which is actually my dad's handwriting. Um, it says be kind because I tend to be a very abrasive person. And that is a personality trait that I actually got from him. Um, and it just was a conversation that, he and I had, you know, because he's gotten softer in his older age. So I have this, um, it's got two little birds with it, but, um, you know, representing my parents because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're very sweet like that, but I have that and he has a matching one in my handwriting. He just doesn't have the birds. That is so cute. I love a good, like, um, someone important to you writing something and you get tattooed. Like, I think that's so cool. I'm saving my, this sounds really morbid. But I'm actually saving, like, birthday cards from, like, my grandparents for when they eventually pass away so I can get them tattooed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandma actually, my little sister, she's three, so she was um, drawing something for me. And my, my grandma drew some on there, too. And there's this little flower that my grandma drew. So I'm going to get that tattooed on me, I think, next year sometime. So That's yeah. cute. I love that. Um, yeah, I have the ghost face tattoo. And then I have... That's um, so good. Oh it's gosh, so it, good, you guys. <laughs> I, it's my favorite thing ever. Like, I was so excited to get it. It didn't really hurt that bad. I'm not one of those people that's like, tattoos feel so good. Because, like, you're fucking lying. Like, you can't, <laughs> <laughs> like, people who say that, like, I don't, I don't believe you. They just, mm-hmm. I mean, it just didn't feel terrible. So, and I also have a little Spongebob flower. You can't really see it. Love that. <laughs> and it was kind of a, um a drunken it was a drunken decision i'll say that so okay all anyway, right nothing wrong with that question. we've all made those <laughs> on to the next question we have two left do you have any other hobbies besides reading um do i have any other hobbies besides reading um i would say things that i do in my spare time when i'm not reading but usually i'm like also listening to a audiobook or something with it right because audiobooks are my shit um, yes. I really love cooking. I'm actually a pretty decent cook when I'm able to take time off of work. I really love traveling and hiking specifically. One of my goals is to, um, go to all of the national parks 
so far Gosh. i've hit one <laughs> yes no no no, no that's have. actually a lie it's two it's two i've hit two um girl boss <laughs> so that's like my goal but obviously with the last two years and travel restrictions and such right. obviously it's made things um a little bit more difficult so hopefully if things ever go back to any semblance of normal i'll be able to work on that yes oh my gosh i actually also love to hike i don't get to go too often from indiana which i think i totally didn't answer that i don't remember um, <laughs> I'm from Indiana and so there's not a ton of places around here that I can hike, but, um, I also love to travel. So whenever I travel, I try to try to hike whenever I can. My goal is to see every state in the country eventually. And I'm actually going to, um, Orlando for New Year's, which I'm kind of nervous because COVID is getting kind of bad again. So, yeah. um, we'll see, but I am vaccinated and boosted. No worries. So hopefully, hopefully I'm okay, but I will be quarantined after just in case. Well, I'm actually really into puzzles right now i'm really cool i just i love a good puzzle <laughs> i love that for you <laughs> like it's just nothing is more satisfying than whenever you put a puzzle piece into the right spot which i just i just can't explain the euphoria that comes over my body and you can listen to audiobooks while you do it so yes yes which i will be talking about because i have been doing that a lot recently so the last question is a bookish question. On the top of your head, what is the book that's been on your TBR the longest? House of Leaves. Oh, I can see why you've been keeping it. Yeah, it's, I am, there are very few books that I am afraid of and House of Leaves is one of them. I've started it a couple of times, but just like Mm -hmm. the way that my life has been set up, like you have to dig at that book and I just haven't had the mental capacity to, to dig at it. So, but it's been sitting on the shelf for... For quite a while. That book's scary. Like, I don't think I could ever do it. I <laughs> Everyone Maybe. tells me that it's amazing and it's a haunted house story and y'all will learn very quickly. I love a good haunted house story. Um, so I'm, I am really wanting to get to it. But again, it's just a book that I know I need the right headspace. You know? Yeah. Uh, just, I feel like that book gives very big brain energy and I do not have a very big brain. So Stop. I'm kind of... <laughs> So I'm I'm just like nervous, which maybe one day I will read it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm also not a huge haunted house fan, which is scandalous. But I'm not a huge like paranormal like ghost kind of like person. So Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll try it. We'll see. Um, The book that's been on my TBR the longest. I really have. I have no reason to have not read it by now. It's the last time I lied by Riley Sager. Sager. You're not missing anything. Yeah, I have heard <laughs> mixed things, and honestly, I've been kind of not a big fan of him lately because, I mean, he literally tried to make his pen name sound like woman's to get more sales. Like, yep. it's, and I've heard, like, his representation for women in his books are not, not great. It's not, and it's so funny that you say that because I didn't realize that that was the reason that he had created the pen name that he had because I misgendered him in one of the videos that I did like mm-hmm. forever ago and someone pointed it out in the comments they were like um yeah that's a guy i was like oh that's what i get for assuming somebody's gender based off of their name so we thought a good way to do this first episode is to talk about our favorite books of all time because that kind of tells you a lot about somebody i'm very bad about picking favorites so i'm nervous about this but i'm excited 
But first, we're going to go through some questions we'll, we'll have come up in every episode just to like catch up. So first, we're going to talk about what we've read recently. And if we've seen any movies, if you want to talk about those. I have some movies I want to talk about, but I'll let you go first if you want to talk about anything. Um, Books that I read recently, the last thing that I finished was The Hollow Places by T. T. Kingfisher. Um, How was I- that? So I read the Twisted Ones by her earlier this year. And when I tell you, I loved that book so much because it actually had a moment that legitimately scared me. And that does not happen. I read a ton of horror and I don't get scared very easily. And she had a moment that just like, I walked around my house and made sure that all the windows were shut. Like all the curtains were drawn. Yeah, that's like how bad it freaked me out. So this was, it was good. It wasn't as good. As the Twisted Ones, I don't think. Um, But I like the way that she writes her characters. She just has, like, very relatable characters. And they're, like, in their early 30s, which is great. Because I am, you know, I'm not. Representation. uh, Yes. Like, there's been a couple books that I've read recently that have just, like, really resonated with me. And for that specific reason. And it's been awesome. Um but that and the thing that I finished before that was The Golden Couple, which is by uh, Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. It was an audiobook arc that I got from NetGalley. Oh, my gosh. I'm yes. so jealous. I, was it good? It was good. Think? Listen, The Wife Between Us, which was the first book that they wrote together, I really liked. And then the, le- the next two, I don't remember the names of them. They were very just okay. This one was really good. I really liked it. So I highly recommend that if you're a thriller fan when it comes when out. When does it come out? I'm going to be honest with you. I would have to look that up right now because <laughs> I'm not okay. sure. Well, I will say I'm very excited for that because I read The Wife Between Us and I also read um, – I didn't read the one about like an anonymous something. Anonymous an anonymous girl, or- girl and then You Are Not Alone. Those are the other two. I read You Are Not Alone and The Wife Between Us. I remember – not loving either one of them, but I love their writing. Like, their writing just has a specific texture to it. I don't know how to explain it. Like, whenever I start it, I have to finish it before I do anything else. And the audiobooks, the narrators, are always, like, so good for their books. Yes. And their audio, the narrators that they chose for this one were really good. Um, I'm looking at Goodreads right now, and this is expected publication on March 8th. Okay, so not too, too far. I might have to go on NetGalley and see if I can snag a copy because Macmillan is actually really good about approving um audio copies for stuff so i think that you'll have good luck with that oh, i hope so because i've been in an audiobook freaking mood lately yes. your boy cannot concentrate on written words <laughs> i feel <laughs> like, that i do I... <laughs> and you know what's great while you're doing audiobooks puzzles okay puzzles have been my saving grace I've listened to so many books and watched so many movies while doing puzzles. Like I will sit down for five hours at a time and just do a freaking puzzle. What did you, what did you rate both of those? Um, I rated uh, hollow, what the hollow places. Yeah. Hollow places rated that one three stars. And I gave, um, the golden couple four stars, three stars is like my standard rating. Like if I rate something three stars, like it was good. It was worth reading. I'm very stingy with my five stars. So same. I've had, I think I last year I had one five star and this year I've had like two. Oh, so, I'm not that stingy, but 
I'm, I'm still <laughs> like w- when you look at the ratio of like five star books to the amount of books that I've actually read, like you, I'm yeah, yeah. Um, everyone thinks I'm like I hate reading secretly because <laughs> I just don't give out a lot of five stars. But like, if a book wasn't life changing, or if I didn't really enjoy a book, I'm not going to give it a fucking five star. Absolutely. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, you got to work for that. Like, it's I'm- sub- it, listen, it's subjective too. Like, you rate the books that you want to rate, like how you want to rate it. It's- right. You know, for me, though, I'm just I'm not going to be giving those out like candy. I'm sorry. I don't even hand out candy on Halloween. So, I mean, I'm even stingy <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. my God. So for me, I read The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Uh, 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 have, you, have you read this? I have not read it. The only thing that I know about it is um, Chelsea screams about it. Yes, and I actually bought it back whenever she was screaming about it, because that's how we met, you guys, was through Chelsea Dawling Reads and Julie from Pages and Pens. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. how we met specifically, but I think we were just on, like, the same live shows or something in the comments, and we started following each other. So, anyway, that's how I first learned about this book, and I bought it. I tried to read it back in, like, 2018. I DNF'd it. I can't tell you how many freaking times. Like, it just, <laughs> I, I was, I just couldn't do it. But then I saw the movie came out and I've seen decently good reviews for the movie. So I was like, you know what? I want to try the audiobook while I was doing the puzzle. I listened to it. It was bad. I did not like it at all. It was just, I don't know. Romance not for good. me is like, yeah, romance for me, I, I do enjoy romance from time to time, but they can get very boring and they have to have something new with them. And I love a sad romance. I'm not a big fan of like, light fluffy like does he love me does he love me not like that kind of thing and my problem with this is it's called the hating game right so you think the hate to love trope would be very prevalent they hate each other for like freaking 20 pages of the book what what yeah make that make sense yeah and i'm like i wanted more hate to love that's why i read the book because i love a good hate to love situation and that just didn't happen so i gave it three stars it wasn't terrible the end was very cute i don't know i don't know if i'll read any more from her i heard her next book's like not good anyway then i also read tinder is a flesh <gasps> did you love it because i want to read that so bad and everyone says that it's fucking amazing i gave it three stars that's not a bad rating i don't know i've heard the audiobook is better so if you're going to read it i would do it through the audiobook mm-hmm. um, this is a translated work so i think a lot of it was in the fact that the translation just was choppy. And I, I wish okay. I knew the original language so I could <laughs> read it through there because I think the original language would be so much better. It was fine. It's, um, if you don't know, the viewers, listeners, whatever this is, if you don't know, this is like in a world where there's a disease and people can't eat animals because the animals have contracted the disease. And so, you know, you would think maybe it'll be vegans, vegetarians, but they actually end up Negative ghost eating writer. people. It was fun. It was, like, really cool to see, like, how the world is adapted. Like, they have these plants, which they have for animals now, but it's literally, like, humans. And it's gross. And, like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to talk about it because it's, like, disgusting. But um, <laughs> it was a fun read. And it was very short. But it did take me, like, three days to read it, which is kind of ridiculous. It's novella length, isn't it? Like, almost... It's a little bit longer than a novella. Yeah, it's 205 pages. But I think that that falls in the category of, like, a little bit more extreme horror, given the uh, subject matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, we're we're literally talking about, like, farming humans yeah. and cannibalism, so... If you, like, Saw um, or, um... What's that movie? Hostel? 
I think it's what's it's called. It's like a super torture porny. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of yep. like that. That's hostile. Yep. So if you like those kind of movies, you might you might enjoy this. So as far as movies, I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. How do you feel about Spider-Man? Um, so I saw the original three Tobey Maguire films. Right. I saw the first Andrew Garf- Garfield film. And I have seen exactly zero <laughs> of the Tom Holland films. I've seen him. Listen, I am a very, very casual right. MCU watcher. Um, I just, I, I don't think that like any of it is bad. It's just right. not something that I like seek out and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this today. Um, but I think like as Spider-Man, I think he's wonderful. Like, I think that he just fits the character yeah. so well. Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character. Um, I'm actually going to Spider-Man tattoo next year. Like Spider-Man just. Love that for you. Yes. My bathroom has like Spider-Man decor. Like I go all out and like <laughs> literally my AirPods case is Spider-Man. So <laughs> I love, love Spider-Man that. and I was very excited for this. We went on opening night. So it was a packed theater. It was kind of scary because, you know, COVID, um, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say too much because it just came out, but I loved it. I cried like four times. It was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Like it was so good. And I don't like I love that the other two in, in the Tom Holland trilogy as much as the rest of the Spider-Man movies. I think the oh. Andrew Garfield ones are kind of garbage, but I love the Tommy McGuire ones. Like they are just classics. So I yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. And then I watched Sing. Which I don't know if you know what Sing is. It's that's that animated film, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the, like the it's like American animals. Idol. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to watch this, watch it, so I could see the sequel. It comes out like two days before Christmas, and uh-huh. every time I watch the trailer for the sequel, this is embarrassing. I tear up. Like I no. tear up. I don't know why. It just seems so emotional. Why? those listen those animated films like i really think like i feel like when they make them they make them with the fact in mind that parents are usually going to be watching it with their children so they try and like make it more relatable to adults and i feel like the way that they do that is to make adults cry yeah i i i'm fucking crying a lot when i watch a cartoon movie like an embarrassingly amount (laughs) You should have seen me during <laughs> Incredibles 2, which is, like, not even that sad of a movie. And lastly, I watched The Hating Game. I watched it. I did it. <laughs> it was... Was it better than the book? I would. I gave it a three as well, but okay. it was more palatable as a movie. It mm, wasn't... Okay. I, I like romance movies more than I like romance books. Everyone didn't like the guy who plays Josh, which is, like, the, the love interest. I liked him. I actually really did like it. So if you're looking for a cute like hate to love rom-com i would watch the movie don't read the book but the movie is pretty good so next we're going to talk about what we're currently reading what are you reading right now i finished hollow places and i have not actually um started anything new but shay earnshaw her newest one a history of wild places throughout this podcast will be very good at recommending things that I have read. But when it comes to me actually like choosing a book to read, I love going into things blind. If you tell me that it's good and give me like some, like a sentence about it. Yeah. Like I'm like, all right, cool. But like a history of wild places, I'm going to be real with you. The reason that I decided to pick that up was number one. um, I never, I haven't read a book by her. She is the author of the wicked deep. 
which Julie from Pages and Pens, she absolutely adores that book. Also, the cover is pretty and it was a book of the month selection. I do have the audiobook through Audible. Oh my god, I am reading something else right now. <laughs> Look at that. Go for it. Forgot about it. Um, but I was also approved for the arc of Such a Pretty Smile by Christy Demeester, okay. which is a horror novel. But once again, I can't really tell you what it is about. I have read her short story collection. I have read her debut novel, um, Beneath and loved both of those. So I didn't expect to get the arc because it was one of those on NetGalley that you wish for, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I ended up, they were like, Hey, you got what you wish for. I was like, Oh shit. This one comes out in January. So, um, I, I think that I'm only like a chapter into that because I have a, it's on my Kindle. Again, I'm having trouble focusing on the written word right now. Yes. So hopefully um, I'll be able to get through that before it releases. far as me, um, I'm actually reading two books right now and I am not enjoying either one oh, of them. Oh no. Which is so disheartening. Um, I'm reading Carnage in New York. It's actually a Spider-Man prose novel. Huh, okay. I found it randomly on Hoopla. Because usually they're through comics, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'll pick it up. It's like three hours long it's boring like it's from the 80s too so there's some like language in it that i'm like yeah it's like it's not it did not age well that's unfortunate it's you know because it's you know the venom movies there was a second yes venom versus carnage or something like that and carnage is the same character that's in this one it's doing it better in this Uh. novels which i like but it's just like kind of boring and it's definitely weird reading Spider-Man action, not, like, with pictures. Like, it's just, it doesn't hit the same. Right. So I'm almost done with that one. It's kind of seems like a two-star right now, which sucks. But it is what it is. You know, maybe the next one will be better. So I'm reading Elats Away by Darcy Little Badger. This is a YA, kind of like a paranormal thriller. I think it's YA. It's a teen character, so I think it kind of counts as YA. But it's about this girl. Yeah. And she can connect with ghosts and she's trying to solve her cousin's murder, which sounds cool, but it's very fantasy, at least to me. So I'm kind of a little lost. It's like one of those audiobooks where if you look away for like two seconds, like you've already missed. Right. You've already missed like. <laughs> you've already missed something that's like integral to the plot. I have heard really great things about that book, though. Um, It's been on my radar for I a have minute. two, and I love a magical realism, which is, I think it's what it technically is. But it's just, it's mm-hmm. a lot right now. So maybe the further I get in, I'll like it more. But there's like vampires, which is like kind of cool. And she's like talking to okay. dead people. So it's a whole moment. But hopefully, hopefully it gets better. We'll see. But next, we're going to haul some books. Do you, do you have any books to haul? Or have you been good? Um, I have been good as far as like actually purchasing things. So I've been really good about buying books lately. I'm not someone who hauls a lot of books because I, I usually get rid of them after I read them. So the, to me, there's like really no point of buying books. I try to use my library, but I did get two books recently. I got Swallow. This is by Sam Schill. It has a cool cover. I kind of love that cover. Yeah, which um, this part scares me though. I don't know if you can see that over our camera. I was actually about to say that, y'all, this is a Wattpad book. Mm-hmm. And doesn't that mean that it's like fanfic of some kind? So maybe? 
fan fiction i might be wrong is awesome fan fiction is on wattpad but it's kind of like some books are fan fiction some are original stories yep. or like original properties i guess every book i've read that's been turned into a physical novel from wattpad i have absolutely hated so i'm kind of nervous <laughs> so why did you pick that one up it's, honestly it's like one of the books that is not popular enough to probably where i can find it at my library so i just wanted to get it it was only like ten dollars so I was mm-hmm. like, you know, might as well. But the back of it says revenge is a dish best served cold. This girl, Mildred, who is being bullied and she gets revenge on her classmates. That's all I know. Okay. And so I think it's going to be like a carry situation. Okay. So I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited for it. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. And I did one more. I did one more oopsies. <laughs> but I've already read this one. Okay. I read it before. I'm just replacing one of my copies because I lent it to somebody and they never gave it back to me. So okay. I'm just I'm just replacing it. It's the one by John Mars. I've never read John Mars, but I keep seeing his books like around um, Nikia on YouTube from Nikia's Hideaway. She loves her some John Mars. And that's actually how he popped up on my radar. Yeah. I will talk about this later in the video if you catch my drift. So we'll we'll talk about this later. So the last question that we're going to be talking about every episode. Are there any upcoming books that's being released that you're really excited about within the next, like, two weeks or so? Um, The next two weeks, for me, I don't have anything. I think the closest thing that is on my radar for releases is probably Christy Demeester's book, Such a Pretty Smile. Um, But I'm going to be honest, I have to do some research about um, some upcoming releases and figure out what is even on my radar because the only books that I can even think about in 2022 are Stephen Graham Jones's uh, book mm-hmm. two from uh, my heart is a chainsaw. I know that that's coming out. I know Grady Hendrix is coming You're out. You're making with a something. sequel to that? Is coming out with something. They're making my heart is a chainsaw. Yes. It's going to be a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Yes. And I'm like, I haven't read it yet. <sighs> Listen, it was a book. I will say this. Okay. I finished that book and I gave it three stars. If Stephen Graham Jones has a very like particular writing style, it's very like stream of consciousness, but I got to the end of that Dylan and I could not stop thinking about it. I still think about that book all the time. It absolutely, you get to the end and it rips your heart out. It absolutely destroyed me. And I'm so pumped that our heroine gets a part two and a part three. I'm so excited to read that now because I've heard really good things and I've heard it's like a slasher lovers, like love story. Which, or love letter, whatever they say. It is definitely an ode or a love letter to the final girl and the slasher genre as a whole. Um, for sure. Maybe I'll try the audiobook because I've been really interested. He has another one. Um, what is it called? It's like really popular. It came out last year, maybe. It has like a, it's about a deer. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the Only Good Indians. And that one is also very, very good. I've tried to read that, not going to lie, a few times. And I think it's just like a little too slow in the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. So I own it and I want to read it. So maybe I'll read read that after if I like, if I like this chainsaw moment. We'll see. He is, his writing style seems to be very polarizing. Yeah, I've heard from that. What I've seen, um, but I think I think that he's got a perspective um, that I haven't seen in a lot of horror fiction. And if you, I don't know if you're into short stories at all, but speaking of Stephen Graham Jones, if you ever want a really good sampling of his writing, 
um, he has a short story collection called After the People Lights Have Gone Off. And you can get it um, in audio and you can get it, I'm pretty sure, on Kindle, but it is out of print physically. I listened to the audio and I'm fairly certain that's also on Hoopla. And that was really good. Like, I still think about some of those short stories. Interesting. So, okay. highly recommend. It's definitely one of those books that it's either on people's favorite books of the year or their most disappointing books of the year video. Absolutely. Yep. Like, it's that polarizing. Like, Kayla from Books and Lala, she loves that. It's, like, one of her favorite books of all time now. And then I watched that video, and then I watched someone else's vlog right after that. They're like, this book is fucking terrible. <laughs> like, it has everything to do with his writing style, Dylan, I'm telling you. It's his writing style will either really appeal to you, or you will absolutely hate it. There is no in-between. I think that the way that he writes has everything to do with, like, how you're going to connect with the story, you know? Yeah. Okay. Little tangent. We went on that. So sorry. <laughs> It'll happen, guys. We're sorry. But you know what? At least this it's book chill... related. Yeah, this is a chill, relaxing moment we're gonna have every two weeks. I'm sure we'll go on non bookish tangents as well. So apologies like sweet in advance. Tea. But right. It's already <laughs> happened actually. So <laughs> for me, I'm really excited for this book that's called Spin Me Right Around. It's by David Valdis. I did not look that pronunciation up. I apologize. Um, this comes out January 4th. This is a book about a teen boy. He travels back in time to save a closeted classmate's life. So that's all I know. It's a little YA moment, which I've had a little um, struggle with in recent history with YA contemporary specifically. But mm -hmm. this is more of like a, um, a magical realism maybe like a little sci-fi moment all right so we are now again this is this is our intro episode we're trying to have our audience get to know us a little better um so we're actually going to take a second and talk about um five of our favorite books of all time my as i'm sure that you all have gathered by this point in time i mainly read thrillers and horror i that those are my go-to genres However, comma, I have a little bit of um, variety in these books that I'm fixing to talk about. So the very first one, <laughs> very first one, and this one comes no surprise to anyone who knows me, um, but that is uh, Salem's Lot by Stephen King. Um, it was, it wasn't even one of the first books of his that I read. I read my first book of his when I was 13, I think. No, maybe, I don't know. I don't remember how old I was. I was in seventh grade. That's all I remember. Uh, it was Pet Cemetery, And let me tell you, I reread that as an adult last year or this year. I can't remember which. And wow, a whole lot of things went over my head. But I digress. Um, Salem's Lot is a vampire story, but also like, yeah, the characters are a little flat. Um, but I think the way that he writes about the town of Salem's Lot is just like second to none. It's, it's chef's kiss. I love it. I'm going to go in a completely different direction for the next one, which is Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Oh my gosh. Big brain energy. I listen, I don't even like most classics, but there is something about that book that I love so much. I have listened to the audiobook probably two or three times at this point. It's a long book too, isn't it? And it is. It really is. Um, but it's just, I don't know. There's just something about it that I just, I really love. Um, and I love Jane Eyre retellings, although most of them, 
they're just not done very well. I have yet to find a Jane Eyre retelling that I like seriously love. So hopefully maybe this year I'll find one that I really like. I don't necessarily, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my God, you have to read this book. It's classic. Like I just so happened to read that. I don't remember why I read it. I don't remember when the first time I read it was. Um, I just know that I really love that story. It's kind of like, you know, to me, Jane Eyre and like Wuthering Heights and, um, you know, Pride and Prejudice, like all of those books kind of get like lumped together. First of all, Wuthering Heights is trash garbage. No, thank you. Like, <laughs> like not a fan, but like Jane Eyre, I can get down with that. So, um, so we went from horror, we went to a classic, and now we're going to go to fantasy because the next book I know, right? Oh Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. Now, I will say that even though this is a little bit more of like a fantasy, it's it's definitely a coming-of-age story, and it's definitely on the darker side. But that book is actually the first audiobook that I ever listened to, and it's narrated by Neil Gaiman himself, and I don't know if you've ever... His audiobooks are... Oh my god. I've heard Listen, they're amazing. I he's kind of like um Alan Rickman. You know how you could just like listen to him talk forever. Neil Gaiman is very much the same way. And so I that book so much, but also what that book specifically had to say about um growing up and grief and you know those types of things. Um, mm-hmm. I've read several books by Neil Gaiman and he's definitely one of my favorite writers. So we're gonna go back to horror now. And we're going to talk about <laughs> Come Closer by Sarah Grand, which is a novella. Um, and it is actually about a woman and she has this absolutely perfect life. She has a perfect husband. They have this wonderful apartment together. And suddenly she begins acting a little bit strangely. She doesn't feel quite like herself anymore. And so you are following her journey as things slowly begin to deteriorate and you're really left wondering what is it that's actually happening? Is this a, it's very ambiguous in the way that the story is told. And I don't want to say too much. Um, It is a possession story. I'll say that. Um, But there's ambiguity towards like what is actually happening. Is this reality or is it not? And I just think it's very short and it's just very, very effectively done Short fiction, especially in the horror genre, is one of my absolute favorites. I love a good short story in the horror genre. Yes. um, And novellas have made a resurgence in the last, like, you know, three or four years that has so good. As they should. If you are a writer and you can make me feel the things that some of these um, authors have made me feel with these small volumes, like, you just have talent more talent in your pinky toe than I probably do in like my whole body but um so 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 good and then the very last one is also horror and we've already actually talked about it and that's The Ruins by Scott Smith um I will forever (laughs) recommend that book um it is definitely on the extreme side and there is a lot of body horror um I feel like most people are probably familiar with this book However, comma, if you are not, it is about a group of college students who are on a vacation and um, they are like sightseeing and they end up at some Aztec ruins and things go south very, very quickly. Um, you have a lot of hateable characters. And again, the body horror is like, it's gross. 
but it's good if that makes any sense. <laughs> the thing that I enjoy about the book is that you're getting more of their inner dialogue, you know, so you're getting more of like what their thought processes are and you're like, stop, like I'm ready for you. <laughs> You're like, I'm ready for you to kick it, okay? Just, like, get out. Yes, you fucking deserve it. Like, I'm waiting for it. Um, yeah, but it's it's just, it's one of my favorite books to recommend. Um, again, like, as far as if you're looking for a good seasonal read, like, read it during the summer. It's so good. But those are five books that are my favorites that I feel like give you a pretty good idea of like my reading taste and how eclectic it can be. So as far as Stephen King, I haven't read a lot of Stephen King's. Um, I it's he's someone that I want to get into, but there's so much on his backlist that just kind of overwhelming. I actually read the the Institute Mm -hmm. last year, maybe it was this year. And I really enjoyed it. It's way too long, which I think is kind of a something that is in his books often. <laughs> he definitely could use a better editor, but when you are as prolific of a writer editor. as he is, I feel like <laughs> people just let him get away. Listen, he, people let him get away with murder. Um, I, like, 100% full disclosure in regards to Stephen King. I'm actually in the process of reading his body of work in chronological order, and I think... Personally, he's way overrated as a horror author. I think that he has a lot more to offer than horror. But also, um, I think that when we talk about his body of work, because of the influence that he has had over modern horror, I think sometimes that we glaze over some of the more problematic elements of his writing. And so that's one of the things that I have been trying to do is I've been going through his body of work as we talk about the connections that run throughout his books, because he has a whole multiverse. Mm -hmm. If you are familiar with his work at all, you know, we talk about those types of connections, but then also you can't read older literature through a modern lens, but you can absolutely point out how problematic it is. So that's just one of the things that I'm always very careful to talk about when I go into recommending his work, you know? Right. I do want to read Pet Cemetery because I want to, um, I want to watch the movie, both yep. of them actually, but I want to read it first. So I think hopefully next year I'll get to, I'll get to Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. and Salem's Lot too. I love a good vampire story. So I, I definitely want to get to that sometime here. We'll see next five years, maybe. <laughs> I've probably read Salem's Lot maybe five or six times in all honesty. We'll get off Stephen King in just a second, but I do love The Shining. I watched it for the first time this year and I think it's pretty incredible like, I'm not going to lie. So you're talking about the film, yeah? Yeah, I have not okay. read it. I, I will let you know going into it. Um, I love the film and I love the book as two completely different pieces of media. They're very different from what I've heard. They are completely different. Like, when you look at, like, the plot points and you look at, like, the characters and that type of thing, like, a lot of those things stayed the same. But the authorial intent that Stephen King had while writing that book does not translate into that film. It's very different. But the translation that Kubrick, Kubrick, however you say his name, the translation that he created um, and the film that he created is standing alone great but it is not a good adaptation of the book itself does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah have you seen um what's the the second the sequel dr sleep have you seen that yes i have i okay maybe this is a controversial opinion we're going to get canceled because first i hate the the hating game (laughs) you're calling stephen king problematic 
And I love Dr. Sleep, the, the movie. No, I absolutely. Movie. That book is excellent. And that is, you say people are going to be canceled, but that's actually a commonly held opinion. Like, really? In, absolutely, yes. That's one of the best. It, that's a Flanagan film, isn't it? I'm fairly certain. Yes, yes. Yes. That's one of the better films that he's done. And like as an adaptation, like he did a great job with that adaptation. Okay. That makes me feel good because I, at least in the film community, people really from what I can tell, don't love Dr. Sleep. And I love it. I watched it right after I watched The Shining for the first time. And I thought it was like, I thought it was incredible. Like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's so well done. And the actor, I forget what his name is, but he's so hot. And like... Uh, What's his name? Ewan Ewan McGregor. Yes. I think he's like, daddy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, I... Like, he is so hot. And then at chapter two, specifically, not the first one, is one of my favorite movies of all time as well. That is controversial. That, that is, is very so controversial. controversial. What? I love it. Chapter two. I just thought like the, um, cause I don't care too much about the, like how scary it is, but I love the interconnecting of like them as children and them as adults, like how, yeah. how that weaves in. I just thought it was like so well done. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mm. just, I love it. I can't help it. <laughs> I loved chapter one, like loved. I thought that it was so well done. And then the second one, like I didn't hate it to be fair, but I think that of the two chapter one was definitely stronger, but the, the scope of that book in particular, as far as adaptations go, like that could have been made into a 10-hour miniseries if you really wanted to go there. It you know could what have. Because I mean? wasn't, was the the original, I've never seen the original It. Was that a, that was just a TV movie, right? That wasn't a show or anything? Right. It was a TV movie. Um, But I think it was done in two parts originally, if I recall correctly. Cool. Well, that was another tangent. We just love tangents here. We really Sorry, do. We really Sorry do. we're busy going on tangents. Like, that's just <laughs> how it's going to be forever. I'm so sorry. But I'm sure we'll talk about our favorite movies of all time in a future episode because I got some fucking unpopular opinions we'll just oh i'm so we'll ready for, for that. that oh i'm oh ready gosh. for that maybe we'll do that as our, our third episode we'll see we'll yes. talk about that sometime tell me your favorite books dylan tell me your favorite book my favorite books of all time at the same time i have a very critical and picky taste but at the same time i also have like i like so much trash so like there's some like kind of trashy books in here and that's okay we all need some trash <laughs> in our life okay yes. So I have a really good mix of genres, but the first one, it's a YA contemporary, which is not usually my thing anymore. I was born for this. This is by Alice Oseman. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. I have not read it, um, but I hear amazing things about Alice Oseman just in general. This one is about this girl who she loves this boy band. Think of like One Direction, that moment, that era of our time. Goes on a tour with one of her best friends. They go to a concert. And it's about her interaction with that band. Paul's um, Angel, who's the main characters, and then uh, Jimmy, who he's in the band. So it follows both of those POVs and about how their stories intertwine. It's really well done. Has great representation. Our main character is Muslim and bisexual. Okay. And then Jimmy is, um, he's trans, which is really cool to see. So um, it's just like a really fun book. So next I have a fantasy, which I'm not a huge fantasy fan. This is probably more of like an urban fantasy, mm-hmm. which is definitely my thing. But it's A Curse of Dark and Lonely. This is by Bridget Kimmerer. Ah, uh, okay. This is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. That's right. I knew it was a retelling, but I couldn't think of what it was. It's about Ren. He's a prince, and he has a curse on him where he has to live the... 
I think it's the same season over and over. And this girl, um, her name is Harper. She actually has cerebral palsy, which is really cool to see in a fantasy setting. Um, she's dropped into this world and she kind of has to save Ren from, from this. And it's really well done. It's a fucking huge book. Like it's, it's a probably about 500 pages. It's long, but I really enjoy it. And it's one of my first fantasies I've ever read that I could actually get through. Cause usually I can't fantasies usually go over my head so easily. Like, it's like one of those <laughs> things. If you look away for a second, you've missed, you missed a lot. I got, I got a small brain, so I can't be doing, you know, the whole magic stuff. Cause I, I forget everything about it, which this is also in no order. I didn't mention that. I, I don't do orders. That's too much. So this, these are just five I books I really like. Uh, this is The Holiday. This is by T.M. Logan. It's an adult thriller. I think you would like this one. Um, it's basically about these three families. They've been friends for a long time. And they all go to this vacation house. And it's about what happens there. So it's just like a lot of lies, a lot of deception. Our main character finds out her husband is cheating on him, on her. And it's one of the girls that's there at the island with them. And it turns murdery. So next we have actually my favorite book of the year. Do you know what it is? Not a clue. My Dark Vanessa. Oh my God, Dylan. That yes. book destroyed my whole life. Yes. My Dark Vanessa, who I don't remember the author on top of my head. But one of the biggest surprises of like my reading life. Mm-hmm. But also one of the most heart-wrenching, like dark, hardest to read ever books it absolutely was this is a story about a girl named vanessa and she's essentially just being groomed by her english teacher it's just something that i could relate to unfortunately which i won't go too much into but it was just a really cathartic read and it's something that i don't know if i will ever reread just because it's very yeah i can definitely it's it's a lot it really is it's a lot it's a it is a book that will make it it will give you a visceral reaction. It will make you angry. You will be disgusted. But the subject matter that it discusses is extremely important for a lot of different reasons. And I think that it is done with a lot of nuance. Um, so even though, yeah, it is really hard to read, I think that it's well done, if that makes any sense. Like, no, all of the trigger warnings go into it. Like this is not a book at all that you ever want to go into blind. You know, I actually went into it blind. Really? Um, I did. I did not know what it was about. Um, what made you want to read it? Just be, like it was a book that remember? I kept seeing in like, um, like I kept seeing it on Bookstagram, and you know, I I read a lot of horror, and even though this is contemporary. Um, it's, it's horrific. Horrible. It's horrific. Yeah, um, it and horror. so it was making the rounds like in horror bookstagram. And I was like, Oh, okay. Because it's, you know, my dark Vanessa. And so it's, you could almost compare it to like a Lolita retelling to a point. Um, right. which I've which never read Lolita. Read no, okay. I haven't. I haven't either. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, that's definitely one of the hardest books that I've ever read, but it was yeah. really fucking good. It's, it is actually on my top for this year too. Cause I read it this year. Yes. I just, I love the audiobook. The narrator is yes. so good. And I just love the commentary of the Me Too movement and how Vanessa, she kind of doesn't realize how bad her situation was until she looks back on it, which I think yeah. happens a lot for abuse victims. Yes. And in the story, there's this girl who, 
um, later comes out that she was also abused by this teacher. And Vanessa's mindset is, oh, you know, he kissed you. Like, that's not that bad. Like, you're just being dramatic or whatever. Which, whenever I tell people that, they're like, why would you want to read that? And it's just like a very realistic betrayal of abuse. And uh, and Vanessa grows from it. It's not like the author is saying this is okay. Like, Vanessa grows, grows from it. And I just love the journey of her as an abuse victim. I think mm-hmm. it's just, it's so good. Yeah, but last but not least... And also another favorite book of the year. These last three have also all been books I've read this year. So this year has been kind of good. Yeah. It's the one by John Mars. Okay. I had such a fun time reading this. I have been in a reading slump for the past two years. It just, it's been terrible. Like it's just been one of those, those slumps where I try everything. Like I just cannot get into books. I don't know what it is. This book got me out of it. I read this in June and it's a pretty, it's a pretty thick book. It's about like, you know, 300 ish pages. Oh, actually 500 pages. I was totally wrong. It's okay. about 500 pages long. And I was just picking it up. I was like, you know, I'll start it. I've heard good things. I read this whole 500 page book in a day. Like I okay. could not put it down. That's impressive. Essentially, this is in a world where they have this DNA test that you can take to find your one true match. Oh. This is held to the highest regard. Basically, if you are in a relationship with somebody that's not your match, you're seen as like, it's not a real relationship, you know, like you're never going to work out. It follows the point of view of, I believe, like five different people of their experience with this test. So there's one couple who they both take it right before they get married just to like, for fun, I guess. And then turns out it, their match is not each other. It's not each other. Oh. There is a serial killer point of view, which is so cool. I love and that. And his you, match is a police officer who is investigating his crimes. I wish right? y'all could see my face right now because I'm like, immediately, where's Audible? Like, let me just go ahead and find the audiobook. Like, we're good. It is fucking fantastic. And you also follow the creator of the test. So... Like, you just follow, like, so many point of views. They're so well written. I have a hard time with multiple POV books because a lot of them aren't written to um, where you can tell them apart, essentially. But you can, each person has their own authentic voice. It's so well done. It's so interesting. I love a good, like, sci-fi thriller. It's just so compulsively readable. I kind of just want to pick it up right now and read it again. And it's also a Netflix show. So Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it is a show on Netflix. I have not watched it. I've heard it's bad. I'm not going to lie. And I've heard it's very different from the book and not in a good way. So oh, I don't know if I recommend this show. I would love for you to read this book. Like, it's so good. It's so good. And then he also has another one called The Passengers, which I read this year as well. That I've heard is about, really good. It's basically about killer Teslas, which <laughs> I will okay. never trust a self-driving car. I never did. But after this book, I will never trust them. Like, I'm just saying. Those were our favorite books of all time. Not all of them, just a few. Do you feel good about your picks? Do you feel like this represents yourself well? I do. I do. Um, I have multiple lists on, like, Goodreads and everything as well that also have, like, some of my all-time favorites, um, you know, because I've got, like, some all-time favorite nonfiction. I'm a big fan of true crime. Like, um, I have a couple historical fiction that, you know, like, I left off the list. I actually read a lot more historical, read, I should say read. Um, I went through a period <laughs> where I read a lot of historical fiction. Um, right. Like, there's a little bit of fantasy sprinkled in in there. Like, it's really hard to narrow things down to just five books. But I think that those five, like, represent me well. Um, yes. Not just, like, from a genre perspective, but also from a perspective of the types of elements that I enjoy in stories. You know what I mean? 
Same. I think there's very specific things I like in a story to where even if it's not necessarily a genre that I read a lot, as long as it has those elements, I will usually enjoy it. We'll obviously talk about our favorite books other than this, you know, in different episodes, but I think this was just a good way for you guys to get to know us in a bookish way and also non-bookish way. All right, so that is a wrap pretty much for um, episode one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening and hanging out with us today. Um, I think... Based on the amount of time that I'm looking at um, recording, this is probably a bit of a longer episode because yes. this is kind of our introductory episode. I don't anticipate them being this long. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> not every every time. So don't let that freak you out. But, you know, again, it's an intro episode. You're getting to know us, you know, all those sorts of things. So, again... Thank you all for listening. Um, again, my name is Samantha. You can find me online in various places. Um, however, you can find me most often on Twitter, Goodreads, and Instagram. Twitter, you can find me at Leanne's Lit. Um, same thing on Instagram, but it's Leanne's.lit. Um, and you can check the show notes for specific spelling because I'm not going to spell it out for you guys. That's just too much work. <laughs> um, you can also find me on YouTube, although I'm a sometimes YouTuber. I'm a very, very inconsistent YouTuber. So, Dylan, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Dylan is Reading. Twitter, I think I'm Dylan Alexander. You can also find us on Twitter at SWB Pod. So go give us a follow there. So you can see, you know, us interacting with you guys. We'll talk about when new episodes will be out. Maybe we'll do some like feedback stuff to to decide on what our next episodes will be. So make sure to go give us a follow on Twitter at SWB Pod. Yes. Um, and please make sure that you if you are interested enough to do so. Um, please, please. <laughs> <family to> feed. <laughs> yes. You subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choosing so that you know when our next episode is available. Um, and if you are enjoying this so far, you can also review us um, on any of the platforms that you listen to us on. Uh, follows and reviews specifically help us a lot. I don't know how they do because I've never done a podcast before, but I've heard <laughs> they help a lot. So please don't give us a one star review. Please don't. If you're going to give us a review, make it like a four or five. Like, come on, guys. Like, I mean. I know that we were talking about how stingy we are with five-star reviews, but please give us five-star reviews. Don't be with us, please. <laughs> well, that was it for our first episode. I think it went very well. Um, yes. I'm so excited for this. Um, I'm sorry. It was very messy. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of ums and, like, background noise because we're just, you know, we're just trying to do this one episode at a time. I'm sure mm -hmm. it's going to be messy. But you know what? I'm sure it will stay that way, even if we are on episode 100. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite movies of all time. This is primarily a book podcast, but we both like movies, so we'll be talking about those from time to time. So we thought that'd be also a good way to get to know us, and it'll be kind of like today's episode where we talked about our favorite books of all time. So... Yeah, we'll technically, see you guys next time. movies are storytelling. So we just are Honestly, a fan of stories, you know? We are a fan of stories. I mean, TV shows, I'm very bad about watching. So Same. I can't really say that. But movies and books, we're here for you. So yes. thank you guys for listening. Subscribe and all that stuff. And we will talk to you in about two weeks. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.